podcast and answers the age-old question. What are our favorite rom-coms? I'm Danny Weiser. With me, as always, is my co-host and the Nora Ephron to my Rob Reiner. It's time again. Oh, interesting. What's up, uh, You didn't go Nancy Myers. No, I'm a... And after seeing Harry Met, when Harry met Sally for the first time, I'm a Rob Reiner boy through and through. <laughs> I saw one movie. That is my guy now. <laughs> that and him move aside, just Gre- that on New Girl. <laughs> move aside, really- Greta Gerwig. <laughs> Rob Reiner is Danny's new favorite director. <laughs> it's just <laughs> between that and him being uh, him being just his dad on New Girl. I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm a Rob Reiner boy for life. You know what I mean? Hey, well, you know what? He does show up on on my list. Yeah, pretty late mine. in the game too. So. <laughs> yeah, I uh, should have been on mine. You could. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. I was thinking about it today. I was like, we totally could have just changed our list last minute because Ellen already knew whose list was whose. That's true. I probably should have. Oh well, it's too do late. it right now. Do it right now. Send her a text. Hey, I'm switching it up. We, hey, we've started recording, but like, I this is my new list. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, we're here talking rom coms. It's February. This is the episode that's going to come out uh, last before Valentine's Day. Yeah, um, a few days before. So we thought thought let's get some rom coms out of the way. We both love rom coms. Um, you, you're, you're more into like the older classic rom-coms, I think. And I'm into like the stupid, crappy Netflix, like 85 minute ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but love a good rom-com. Yeah. My rom-com love is pretty much, I think it's very different generations for all three of us with Ellen coming on. I think mine is nineties. Like I'm way more of a nineties guy when it comes to rom-coms. You're definitely a like. Did it come 20, out last year straight to, to Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> and that's me. And I think Ellen's more of like the early aughts uh, yeah. rom-com. So, yeah. yeah, it's very different. Yeah, this will be fun. But uh, your list A, if you want to go ahead. Yeah, so I did theme my honorable mentions. So these are, I don't know if I would call them rom-coms, um, but they have that same vibe. But the romance is kind of secondary to the main story. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, first one up is Father of the Bride. Uh, came out in 1991. George Banks is an ordinary middle-class man whose 22-year-old daughter, Annie, has decided to marry a man from an upper-class family. But George can't think of what life would be like without his daughter. His wife tries to make him happy. His wife tries to make him happy for Annie. But when the wedding takes place at their home and a foreign wedding planner takes over the ceremony, he becomes slightly insane. Um, sorry, that foreign wedding planner just makes me laugh because it's Martin Short as the foreign <laughs> planner. Uh, but, I mean, this one, I love this movie so much. It's Steve Martin, um, so, like, he's the king. Um, and there is some romance between the daughter and her husband, but it's secondary because it's a story about a father mm. and a daughter. But it's got that vibe. You know, that, like, it just feels like a rom-com kind of vibe yeah. to it. Um, so yeah, that's one of mine. And I also put it in my honorable mentions cause I know that Ellen loves that movie. So I didn't want to mm. know, uh, pandering. I haven't seen this one. It's really good. It's like always on TNT. Should. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's I like, do yeah. love Steve Martin and Martin short though. So it sounds, sounds like my jam. That's like one of, uh, uh, John Mulaney jokes or something like that. He's like, what's my favorite movie? It's father of the bride on TNT. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay, second honorable mention is I Love You, Man. Um, oh, nice. It's a, yeah. This is a like a bromance rom-com. Right, yeah. It's a, That's rules. It's a, it's a bro rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you just it, try to, like, did you say brom-com in your head once? It's like, no, yeah. that doesn't work, because like, that's, that's very weird. much what I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, came out in 2009, uh, directed by John Hamburg. Uh, Peter Clavin is a successful real estate agent who, upon getting engaged to the woman of his dreams, Zoe, discovers to his dismay and chagrin that he has no male friend close enough to serve as his best man. Peter immediately sets out to rectify the situation, embarking on a series of bizarre, awkward mandates. Um, starring Paul Rudd and Jason Segel. I mean, this movie is awesome. But it's the romance is between two dudes, two very heterosexual mm-hmm. dudes. So, like, I didn't really count it as, like, a romance. Yeah. Uh, but it's got that – It's it's like a – it's got a vibe, you know, the the rom-com vibe with a little sprinkle of um, that director I can't think of that, yeah. <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about. He did, like, This is 40, Knocked Up. Uh, I don't know. He's a big comedy guy. I'm, people are going to yell at me for not remembering this guy's name. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then my third honorable mention is About a Boy. Uh, it came out in 2002. Uh, Will, Will Freeman is a hip Londoner who one day realizes that his friends are all involved with the responsibilities of married life, and that leaves him alone in the cold. Passing himself off as a single father, he starts a starts to meet a string of single mums. It's it's mums. spelled mums like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah in England. Uh, single mums confident <laughs> in his ability to leave them behind when they start to ask for commitment but will's hopes of a continued bachelorhood is interrupted when he meets a 12 year old marcus in many ways his complete opposite um hugh grant so it already feels like it doesn't matter what kind of movie this is if (laughs) hugh grant is in it it feels like a rom-com and nicholas holt plays the kid um this movie is awesome once again the romance happens secondary because it's just all about all about (laughs) hugh grant becoming a father figure to a young nicholas holt um, this is one of my favorite movies. It hurt me. I tried to think of a way to get this at the top of my list, but I just couldn't. It's like too much not like it's too much yeah. not a rom com to put it on my list. But such a great movie, really good. If anything, um, it's just great to watch a scene of young Nicholas Holt listening to "Shake That Ass," watch yourself, <laughs> and singing it in the hallway of his school. It's really great. Um, but yeah. About a boy is my last honorable. Benefit. I also haven't seen that one, but you I, would I feel love, like I should. You would love about a boy. I feel like I should. Also, uh, Judd Apatow. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Judd Apatow. That's yeah, it's got. It was. feels like a Judd Apatow rom com. Uh, gotcha. I love you, man. Not about a boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I get you. Uh, okay, my my honorable mentions. Yours were like these have rom com vibes, but aren't rom coms. Mine are. I, th- I think they could technically be rom-coms, but do not have rom-com vibes. Uh, and also, they're all musicals, um, which I okay. just thought would be fun. They're all movies that I love. Um, and the first one is Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again from 2018. Okay. Uh, directed by Ole Parker, uh, stars Amanda Seyfried and Lily James. is a 3.5 on Letterboxd. Five years after meeting her three fathers, Sophie Sheridan prepares to open her mother's hotel. In 1979, young Donna Sheridan meets the men who each could be Sophie's biological father. It's funny and charming and romantic, and Lily James is hilarious and great. And I like no one has been more attractive than Lily James on a rowboat 
in the sea in Greece. You know what I mean? Um, the music is fun. It's a blast. And we don't have to talk about it anymore because I know how you feel about Mummy, and I don't want you to yuck my yum right now in this rom-com episode. I won't say anything, but that's a little blasphemous. No one has ever been more attractive than Lily James in that movie. Maybe not, what a, man. What about Emily Blunt in whatever it's, the the man, Tom Cruise Edge movie? of Tomorrow? Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, it's like... What about that like, gif? Just that gif of Emily it's like one from... a and It's like 1A and 1B, man. It's really hard <laughs> to pick. You know? um, but but this movie's a blast, and I love it. You know how I feel about the mom and me in movies. They're just pure joy in a, in a movie. So, love these. Yep. Um, my next one, uh, even less rom-com vibes, but still romance movie, comedy movie. It's Singing in the Rain from 1952. Uh, directed by Stanley Donan and Gene Kelly, stars Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor, and Debbie Reynolds, has a 4.3 on Letterboxd. In 1927, Hollywood, a silent film production company and cast make the difficult transition to sound. This is the ultimate comfort food movie. This is the ultimate, like, I'm stuck at home, it's a rainy day, don't want to go anywhere, I just want to put on something that's going to make me happy. The The romance that it tells the story of is, like, it's sweet and nice, and I just enjoy it. Donald O'Connor and Debbie Reynolds are genuinely so super funny. Like, they're hilarious in this movie. The music's great. It's all just, it's so good. It's a musical through and through. It yeah. doesn't have rom-com vibes, but it is technically a comedy, and there is romance in it. <laughs> and uh, so, like, it's one of those that, like, gets behind a technicality, doesn't feel like a rom-com. That's why it's in my honorable mentions. Right. Uh, my last one feels even less like a rom-com Cats. than the first two. <laughs> ew, 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 gross. Feels less like a rom-com than the first two, but technically I think probably counts. Uh, it's La La Land from 2016. Okay, yeah. Uh, directed by Damien Chazelle, stars Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, has a 3.9 on Letterboxd. Uh, Mia, an aspiring actri- actress, serves lattes to movie stars in between auditions, and Sebastian, a jazz musician, scrapes by playing cocktail party gigs, gigs in digi bars. Uh, but as success mounts, they are faced with decisions that begin to fray the fragile, fra- fag- fragile fabric of their yeah, love affair. That's hard to say. <laughs> uh, and the dreams they work so hard to maintain in each other threaten to rip them apart. I really love this movie. It's just, it's so, so good. I love the relationship between the two leads. The movie is funny and sweet and incredibly sad, and the music is great, and it's just, God, it's so good. It's in my honorable mentions because it feels like so much more than a rom-com. Like, calling this a rom-com feels limiting for this. Yeah. Um, but technically counts because it, it has comedy and it is a romance. Uh, the other... Should have talked about this up top. The the one rule that I gave myself for this list is Letterboxd has to categ- has to categorize it as both a comedy and a romance. So if Letterboxd didn't have it have that genre those genres on uh, these movies, then it didn't count on my list. But because of that, a lot some of these like got to sneak in. It's like technically it counts because Letterboxd said it did. <laughs> so that's I did that's not one of my mentions. I did not follow that rules because I think Letterboxd needs to add the musical category and they still haven't done that yet. So they well, like singing, singing in the rain has music on it. As yeah, one but of the it's genres. just music. So it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> okay. it doesn't Fair. like separate yeah. 
musicals and non-musicals. It's just anything that involves music is under that umbrella. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, I had to give myself some sort of rule because like I had kind of a long list and was like, I, what do I do here? What is a rom-com? What isn't a rom-com? And like, I couldn't define it. I had such a hard time defining it because there's so many that's like a gray area. So I was like, okay, I'll just let Letterboxd define it for me. I wish I, <laughs> I wish I had changed my list today because I watched Shaun of the Dead. And on the poster, it says a romantic comedy with zombies. <laughs> and I was just like, I should have been like, that's a rom- really it funny. says it's a rom-com. <laughs> that would have been yeah. really, really funny. Uh, but I, I didn't do that. Um, okay, but my number 10, uh, this could kind of fit into my honorable mentions, but I just love this so much that I didn't want to do it the disservice of putting that in my honorable mentions. Um, but my number 10 is Juno. Um, Ooh, that's really good. Yeah, it came out in 2007, directed by Jason Reitman. Uh, faced with an unplanned pregnancy, an offbeat young woman makes an unusual decision regarding her unborn child. I freaking love this movie. Elliot Me Page too. is unreal. Just so mm-hmm. good in this. I don't think she won Best Actress, which is insane. Um, but she's so good in this. And then her like romance with Michael Sarah is just so awkward and weird and sweet all at the same time. It's just like such a very like cringe, like, oh, this is so cringe, but also like they're just two very, very awkward people. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Uh, but it's really good. Like her talking about him running in his running shorts, just hilarious without end. This script <laughs> yeah. is, is amazing. And I'm pretty sure it won best script at the, uh, at the Oscars, uh, Diablo hmm. Cody. Yeah. Um, but this is so good. I love this movie so much. This is one of those movies where like, I watched this a lot when I first got into like film, like really yeah. got into movies. I watched this a lot. Um, but yeah, this is my number 10. Yeah. Elliot page and Michael Sarah, two of the best, like deadpan funny people yeah. for like a rom-com. Like it's such a good pairing for, for this. I wish Michael Sarah didn't get just super weird was able to do more movies like this like he's strange he's like paul dano in a role strange not paul dano in real life (laughs) when's the last time he was even in something he's he's always in these weird like i'm sure he's gonna show up in an a24 movie at some point he's always in like very strange movies gotcha uh okay my number 10 is the first of these like dumb little Netflix originals that I just love so much. And it's also a movie that I've talked about, I think multiple times. I can think of at least twice that it's been brought up on this podcast. It's always be my maybe. Oh, lower, lower than I thought it'd be. Yeah. A lot of good movies on this list. Um, directed by Nanashka Khan stars, Ali Wong and Randall Park has a 3.1 on letterboxd reunited after 15 years, famous chef, Sasha and hometown musician, Marcus feel the old sparks of attraction, but struggle to adapt to each other's worlds. This is one of those like guilty pleasure movies that like, I know that it's not great. (laughs) I know while watching, it's like, this isn't like a really very good movie. I love it so, so much though. Like it's so cheesy and incredibly fun. The romance between the leads, Ali Wong and Randall Park just feels natural and sweet. Yeah. um, It doesn't feel like weirdly forced. It features maybe the best cameo in movie history, like very high up there with the Keanu Reeves part. Yeah, that's a good cameo. 
Um, and Randall Park is genuinely a very good rapper, which is just kind of a fun little throw in for this movie. It's like, hey, by the way, did you guys know that Randall Park makes good music and is a talented rapper? Dude, you have to watch Fresh Off the Boat, yeah, uh, the Eddie to. Wong show. But Randall Park and uh, Constance Wu play the parents, and they're hilarious. Mm. They're so yeah. good. I need to. I love God. I love Randall. I literally like was just scrolling through TikTok the other day, and somebody posted a, a TikTok of him just freestyle rapping, and I was like, "He's what the? He's good. He shouldn't be good, but he's such a he's good. I like this a lot." And it, but, this was kind of the first role. Like he's always plays. The, plays those like nerdy comic relief mm-hmm. kind of like like his role in the mcu he's just like a weird yeah. like dork but like yeah. this is the first time where you're like oh he's like kind of cool like he could play like <laughs> cool roles like, is randall park hot kind of yeah he kind of is <laughs> um okay my number nine is dirty dancing uh oh nice yeah, yeah. come on 1987 expecting the usual tedium that tedium that accompanies the summer in the Catskills with her family. 17-year-old Frances Baby Houseman is surprised to find herself stepping into the shoes of a professional hoofer. Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, instead of professional dancers, professional hoofer. Um, and unexpectedly falling in love. I mean, Jennifer Grey, Patrick Swayze, Texas's own son, Patrick Swayze. I mean, <laughs> this is such a good rom-com. The music hits i mean time of your life hits when mm-hmm. he lifts her up in the air like i'm sorry that is just i swoon that is such a yeah, good scene it. and then like the story behind this is like super like this is based on like real life the writer like it, like based on her going to the catskills with her parents and stuff like that mm. um and then some of the behind the scenes stuff with like you know when he jumps off the stage and yeah. like kicks his feet up and then lands so he had to do that like five times with a torn ACL. Mm. Like and he and he just kept doing it because he is a Texas boy through and through and he God. just toughed it out. Jeez. <laughs> uh but I mean this movie's so good. This is a classic and it's a classic for a reason. There's I I wish we could do this for We Should Watch a movie, but mm-hmm. we've all seen this movie because it's fantastic mm-hmm. and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And it's a perfect summer movie. Like if you yeah. if you're looking for something to watch this summer, watch Dirty Dancing, June, July, and August. Yeah, I was gonna say hopefully, uh, hopefully it buys me some goodwill with our listeners who hate that I only watch new movies. I've seen Dirty Dancing a bunch, like a bunch of times, like twenty times probably. It's so good. So, yeah, hopefully, especially because my list is like almost entirely <laughs> it's all like 2017 and newer except for like a few of them. Uh, but i've seen dirty dancing dancing a whole bunch of times great pick didn't even think about it did not yeah. cross my mind once for a rom-com and then you said that and i was like oh duh yeah it's so yeah, good it's great all right cool but number nine it's another another one of those netflix originals that should be higher on my list i think i psyched myself out because I talk yeah. about this movie so much, it's like weirdly becoming associated with me somehow with our friends. It's set it up from 2018. <laughs> um, 
Directed by Claire Scanlon, stars Zoe Deutsch and Glenn Powell, has a 3.2 on Letterboxd. Two overworked and underpaid assistants come up with a plan to get their bosses off their backs by setting them up with each other. Um, I'm not going to call this one a guilty pleasure movie like I did with All of These Be My Maybe, because this is good. I think this is a good movie, and I don't care. You'll never convince me otherwise. I've never it's... seen it. Shut up. It's so... <laughs> okay. It's a... Wait, have you actually not seen it? It's, it's, on, it's been on my watch list since we started We Should Watch a Movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Danny's why face right now. Why did I forget about that? Gears are turning right now. For why Danny. did I forget? God, act surprised when I pick this next week. Okay. Uh, uh, Zoe Deutsch and Glenn Powell have some of the best on-screen chemistry ever. I think oh, that's a stretch, but it's just a very personal. Like I'm in love with both of them, and so of course I'm going to say that. It's just I happen to like be a huge Zoe Deutsch and Glenn Powell fan, so no one else in the world is as high on this movie as me. Probably no one else thinks that they have some of the best chemistry ever, but God, I love them. It's so charming and cute and genuinely funny, and I just I think it's so great, and I'm overselling it, and you're going to watch it and be like, this is fine. This is whatever. <laughs> this is run-of-the-mill, because everyone, in the, everyone else in the world is just like, yeah, this is run-of-the-mill, standard, generic, okay, three-stars rom-com. Yeah, I, I just care. looked. I just looked it up on Letterbox, and it has the most generic run-of-the-mill yeah. poster I've ever like. <laughs> yeah, the poster is most people that you follow on Letterbox probably have it at like three, three and a half stars. I would guess, like if I just had to throw it out there because it's inoffensive. Like, yeah, I don't imagine very many people are gonna like hate it, but not a lot of people are gonna love it. I think I have it at three and a half because when Ooh, I first watched. Annie. When I first watched this, I was still in like, uh, I'm going to rate movies based on how good they are, not just how much I like them mode, Um, but it should be higher. I love this movie so much. Yeah, so I've got, off the people I follow, I've got three, Megan Spell has it at four, Uh, Meg Weber has it at four, Uh, got another three, and then you're at three and a half. Yeah, and I, I'm going to raise it up next time I see it because it's it's better and I like it more. But started my love affair with Zoe Deutsch. Like, this movie is the reason that I talk about how, like, she's my number one celebrity that I'm in love with. I just got this movie rules. Everyone should watch Set It Up. And yeah. I've got a, got a pick of her. We should watch a movie. Totally forgot you hadn't seen it. <laughs> That's why I told you to shut up. And I was like, you know how much I love this movie. You're just messing with me. I forgot that you genuinely had not seen yeah, it. Yeah, I've not seen it. <laughs> So I'm excited uh, to watch it with you again. You're going to just be like, it's fine. Three stars, whatever, <laughs> but I don't care. Uh, okay. My number eight, which I guarantee this is going to be on your list. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Um, so good. Came out in 2018. An American born Chinese economics professor accompanies her boyfriend to Singapore for his best friend's wedding, only to get thrust into the lives of Asia's rich and famous. This movie, everyone needs to see this movie. This is probably the biggest, like, coming out of left field movie of 2018 that really surprised everybody um starring constance Wu and henry golding like this started the whole i only want henry golding as james bond and everyone else will be lesser than in my in my opinion um this is so good makes me laugh all the time the entire time you're laughing makes me cry that wedding scene just makes me ball and then by the end true rom-com fashion you're laughing and crying at the proposal it's just mm-hmm. like per, it's got all of those. It's like perfect formula, perfect acting, great writing, great music. Like everything falls together. I think every movie on my list 
after no every movie <laughs> one through ten are five star movies for me on Letterboxd. So nice. uh, yeah, this movie is amazing. It's so good. If you haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians, you need to, like stop listening and watch it right now because it's mm-hmm. too good to not see. Yeah, I have this higher than you, so it's going to come up in a bit. But yeah, I like remember watching this movie and being like Aquafina, the goofy rapper. Yeah, and, that's like, this is like the first one where I was like, really, Aquafina? Yeah. <laughs> it's like she rules. <laughs> She's so good at this. Uh, but yeah, that's coming up later. Uh, my number eight is Crazy Stupid Love from 2011. Okay. Uh, directed by Glenn Fricara and John Requa, I think. Um, stars Steve Carell, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone, and Ryan Gosling. Has a 3.5 on Letterboxd. Cal Weaver is living the American dream. He has a good job, a beautiful house, great children, and a beautiful wife named Emily. Cal's seemingly perfect life unravels, however, when he learns that Emily has been unfaithful and wants a divorce. Over, over 40 and suddenly single, Cal is a, adrift in the fickle world of dating. Enter Jacob Palmer, a, style, a self-styled player who takes Cal under his wing and teaches him how to be a hit with the ladies. Uh, Ryan Gosling teaching Steve Carell how to dress and act in order to get women is kind of the sales pitch that <laughs> you need to get people to watch this movie. Like, it's so funny. They are such a funny duo. Like, those yeah. two together is hilarious. Uh, Emma Stone is great in this. Her and Ryan Gosling also just work so well together. Like, they're incredibly funny together. Best off-screen chemistry, in my opinion, ever. <laughs> It's so good. Like, yeah. it's very, very high up there. They have incredible chemistry. This is an easy, easy recommend. I haven't seen this in a long time. I'm super due for a rewatch on this, but I, I love this movie. Yeah, really good. There is something about Gosling where he is better than anyone else as just playing that D-bag and yeah. you not hating him. Like, mm. he can play, like, he is such a D-bag in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. this person in real life, I would hate yeah, but the way that Gosling so plays it, yeah, the way that Gosling plays it is so good. Yeah, he's and so they incredibly do incredibly annoyingly charming. He does the dirty dancing lift in this yeah. this movie. Yeah, <laughs> man, yeah, I'm due for a rewatch of Crazy Stupid Love. This movie rules. I love it a lot. You know, I used to be able to do the dirty dancing lift, like yeah. when I was in high school and able to lift people up. Okay, I used to be cool. able to. Now I feel I'm like sure I, would, I could. I would just I feel... buckle under somebody. <laughs> I don't think I ever actually did it, but I, like, was a power lifter in high school, so I'm sure I did. Oh! I was freaking so strong, dude. (laughs) Just walking around Sherman High. You got that, you know, that one water bottle that has, like, the wire ball in it (laughs) that you can shake the protein shakes? That I'm literally drinking one out of right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, No, I, I wasn't that. I was the, like... Wait, I can get my letter jacket my freshman year if I join powerlifting. <laughs> and also, if I do powerlifting, I don't have to go to after-school off-season football practice. Okay, I'm in, dude. I'm in. Powerlifting sounds dope. See, my uh, my freshman year, we had to work out with powerlifting in off-season mm-hmm. for football. And yeah. it like it got to the point where I would just get yelled at every day for, like, not – because I don't care. I did not care about powerlifting. I was way too yeah. lazy to, like, actually get into it. And I would just get yelled at every day to the point where the strength and conditioning coach, who was the powerlifting coach, was like, do you even care about this? I was like, no, y'all are making me be here. Of course, I don't care about this. 
Yeah. Hey, bud, also did not care about powerlifting, but it was a lot easier than the after-school football practice. So I did it, and I got to hang out with my friends. But, yeah, I did the whole, like, wearing a singlet that was annoyingly tight and, like, the tightest knee wraps in the entire world that, like, cut circulation off in your legs. And my whole upper body is covered in chalk right now for no reason. I did Heck the whole yeah, thing. Dude. I did all of it, dude. Well, what an annoying time in my life. Uh, okay. My number seven is Sleepless in Seattle. Nora Ephron Joint came out in 1993. A young boy who tries to set his dad up on a date after the death of his mother. He, I don't know why there's a period in that. It should be a comma. He calls into a radio station to talk about his dad's loneliness, which soon leads to the dad, which soon, which soon leads the dad into meeting a journalist, Annie, who flies to Seattle to write a story about the boy and his dad. Yet, Annie ends up with more than just a story in this pot. This is such a bad synopsis of this movie. (laughs) This is so bad. Okay, that's the worst. Okay, here, I'll just read the little, like, tagline. What if someone you never met, someone you never saw, someone you never knew was the only someone for you? That's that's way better than the actual synopsis. I'm going to let you know, I did just purposely tune all that out because I've never seen this movie and I know literally nothing about it. I don't know a single thing about this movie. I mean, I'll give you totally spoiler-free review. I mean, this movie's great. Tom Hanks, which is, he's great in everything. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the queen of rom-coms, which is Mm -hmm. Meg Ryan, just looking gorgeous with her hair in every scene. And you got Nora Ephron directing and writing. This is, I, I think this is a perfect movie um this is so good i watch it every february um really great and also there's a kid that acts like an adult and that's like one of my favorite characters in movies is just kids that act like they're like in their 30s but they're really nine yeah this is the movie i thought you were gonna pick for we should watch a movie next week i can i just couldn't follow i can't follow when harry Harry (laughs) yeah that makes sense um okay my number seven is Scott Pilgrim versus the World from 2010. Heck yeah. Um, directed by Edgar Wright, stars Michael Sarah and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, has a 3.9 on Letterboxd. Scott Pilgrim is a 22-year-old radical Canadian wannabe rock star who falls in love with an American delivery girl, Ramona Flowers, and must defeat her seven evil exes to be able to date her. Um, this movie is so just over the top like in every way it's right yeah stylized in such a fun and unique and interesting way that just makes it a blast to watch it's so quotable and like just so many things about this are so funny the music is great um it's not higher because scott kind of sucks a lot <laughs> like, <laughs> like the main character just sort of sucks it's not it's not really a relationship that you're rooting for um but it is like still fun and they're like genuinely pretty sweet moments uh, throughout this between the two um but just the movie is fun and good but yeah scott scott sucks so, so hard so that's why it's not higher on my list but really good movie Edgar Wright, super please super fun movie. Start making more movies like this. Stay away yes. from horror. <laughs> yeah, God, Leslie so is a mess. He just needs to, you know, step back, make a movie with Nick Wright and Simon Pegg. Mm. Just, you know, clear the mind and then yeah. get back into like clear doing... the mechanism, Edgar yeah. Wright. Please, God. <laughs> Ooh, Edgar Wright baseball movie. I'm in. I'm God, in. I'm so in. Are you kidding me? I'm so in. Nick Frost, the catcher. <laughs> Simon Pegg the pitcher? <laughs> no, dude. Simon Simon Pegg the bench coach. I want there Simon Pegg just yelling from the dugout. Simon Pegg the bench coach. Nick Frost the pitching coach. <laughs> but they're yeah, still yeah. they're still English. 
They're they're not American. <laughs> Nick Frost teaches them how to throw like cricket. It's like, no, yeah. not the same dude. Just got a major league situation. The team's trying to tank. Are we writing a movie right now? I think it's yeah, it's major league but opposite. They just hire the worst coaches they can find. <laughs> kind of like Edgar Ted Lasso. Call us. It's a reverse Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh my god, Edgar call us. <laughs> Uh, okay, my number six is When Harry Met Sally. And Dad, yeah. I'm sorry that it's not my number one, but you're just going to have to deal with that. Because <laughs> I know it's your number one, but just everybody calm down before you write me out of the will. Um, <laughs> this you came out. back in the will? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I was worried for a while. Um, this came out in 1989, directed by Rob Reiner. During their travel from Chicago, Chicago to New York, Harry and Sally – Debate whether or not sex ruins a friendship between a man and a woman. Eleven years later, and they're still no closer to finding the answer. I mean, Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, just so, so, so good. I, I'm not going to talk too much about this because we just did an entire episode of this yesterday. Um, so if you want to hear more of my thoughts, go to We Should Watch a Movie and listen to that. But, I mean, this is the most iconic rom-com ever, and I just couldn't keep it off my list. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, feel like I need to throw this out there. I had not seen When Harry Met Sally when we made these lists and sent them to the judge. If I had, When Harry Met Sally, I think would be number two on my list Ooh. this episode. I think it would be my number two rom-com. But it doesn't really matter because I uh, <laughs> watched it literally the day after I sent these lists to Ellen. So, oh well. <laughs> um, my number six is Emma from 2020. Oh, uh, real recent. Wild. God, it's so good. Directed by Autumn DeWilde, stars Anya Taylor-Joy and Johnny Flynn, has a 3.7 on Letterboxd. In 1800s England, a well-meaning but selfish young woman meddles in the love lives of her friends. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy is incredible. I think this was, I feel like this is my introduction to her. I can't think of This any... came out like February 2020 or something like that. Yeah. I feel, maybe so that was this was before, that was pre-Queen's Gambit. Yeah. I feel like this might have been my introduction to her, but I'm I'm such a huge fan of her. She's one of my favorite young actresses in the world, and this kind of kicked all that off. You do She's, talk about her a lot from New Mutants, like to the point where, where, where like I'm kind of concerned about how much you talk about that movie. <laughs> Her Russian accent is so bad. But she's, she's like so racist in a very <laughs> endearing way. No, it's, oh my god, what a bad movie. Is that one of the worst that's one of the worst movies I've ever seen, I think. You um, did just recently watch Home Team, so I don't know how you just said that. Honestly, like it's pretty close. <laughs> There's no way. There's it's no way close. that it's close. The difference is that New Mutants thinks it's good and edgy. And Home Team is just like, ah, whatever. Kids puking and yelling about how their butthole hurts because like football got kicked into their butt like what home team knows it's bad but new mutants thinks it's edgy and good i so. would watch okay i would watch new mutants 10 times out of 10 over the greatest showman 100 percent. oh no uh, not me because at least the music in the greatest showman i think is good but so what's your next movie uh, Emma? uh sorry uh so, uh <laughs> Goodness. Uh, yeah, Anya Taylor-Joy rules. She's one of my favorite actresses. She's so incredibly fun in this. She's fun and charming and, like, so mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> your, character, your character is so mean, but still, the whole time, you're just like, wow, she's she kind of rules. Um, I don't like period pieces generally very much. Like, it's not one of my 
one of the types of movies that I'm into. But Emma is just so fun and charming. Um, the character growth, the romance, like the the movie's great. I love this one a lot. Yeah, I think when this came out, it was like only you, me, Ellen, and Megan Spell were like the yeah. only people like, hey, y'all <laughs> need to watch this it. movie. <laughs> Why is no one watching this movie? <laughs> yeah, it was just us screaming into the void for like months until people started to see it. It was like, hey, Emma's pretty good. Like, yeah, idiots. <laughs> yeah, we've been, been telling forever. you that for months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big fan of Emma. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay, my number five is 10 Things I Hate About You. The, oh yeah the, god i forgot about 10 things <laughs> i hate about you how did is this not on my <laughs> the best high school uh, rom-com sorry clueless fans but there's wow, no man. uh creepy creepy paul rudd uh <laughs> creeping on some high school girls but um this is just the best probably my favorite high school movie behind super bad but this is the best high school rom-com ever uh came out in 1999 um, on the first day at his new school, Cameron instantly falls for Bianca, the gorgeous, gorgeous girl of his dreams. The only problem is that Bianca is forbidden to date until her ill-tempered, completely undateable older sister, Kat, goes out to. In an attempt to solve this problem, Cameron singles out the only guy who could possibly be a match for Kat, a mysterious bad boy with a nasty reputation of his own. Um, starring Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this movie is really good but heath ledger is freaking awesome he just like it's like kind of surprising that like a lot of people didn't really know about him until he was the joker because he just didn't miss yeah like at all before he was in that movie um but this is just so good it's it's uh it's based on a shakespeare play i taming of the shrew i'm pretty sure um very good. This should be shown to kids in high school when they're like learning about Shakespeare. Cause I feel like most kids mm-hmm. just zone out when you start talking about whatever ionic to whatever it's called, the, whatever the form of his writing is. You are talking to the wrong dude about this. Yeah. Just, I mean, but could you imagine like, okay, we're going to talk about Shakespeare. Here's 10 things I hate about you. You would immediately yeah. be like, yeah, dude, I love Shakespeare. <laughs> is Shakespeare good? Does it rule kind of? But yeah, this is just amazing. It is super campy, just mm. absolutely campy, and then gets real, real in some parts, which is, I love that when they can straddle that line of this is ridiculous and this is not ridiculous. Really good. The The romance between Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles is so real. Like, it feels very genuine. Um, so good. The music, amazing. You got that, like, late 90s, like, mix of, like, punk and ska and grunge, like, all in the same movie. Just very good. Very good. High School in the 90s was just, like, according to movies, High School in the 90s mm-hmm. was, like, the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, uh, this should be on my list, I think. I didn't. I didn't even think about it, even though I should have, because it's like quintessential rom com. I haven't seen this in probably a decade, maybe more. Honestly, Dude, it's on. So. It's on Disney Plus. Then I don't. Weird. I don't know if it's like the Fox merger that put it on there, but it is like <laughs> I started watching it and I was like, "Ooh, maybe." I don't know if this should be on Disney Plus. <laughs> maybe this should be on Hulu instead of Disney Plus. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been a, at least a decade since I've seen this, so that's why it's it's not on my list. But it probably should be now that you mention it. Yeah. 
Okay, my number five is Crazy Rich Asians. We already talked about it. 2018, directed by John M. Chu, stars Constance Wu and Henry Golding, has a 3.5 on Letterboxd, which feels low. Like, that feels pretty low for this. Yeah. Um, an American-born Chinese economics professor accompanies her boyfriend to Singapore for his best friend's wedding only get, to get thrust into the lives of Asia's rich and famous. You already talked about it. I don't need to say much more. It's charming and sweet and makes me cry and makes me laugh. And I love every performance, and I love all of them very much. And Crazy Rich Asians rules super hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, okay, my number four is The Big Sick. Um, Ooh, coming yeah. up a lot later for me, but yeah, so good. Came out in 2017. Um, Pakistan-born comedian Kamal Nanjiani and grad student Emily Gardner fall in love, but struggle as their cultures clash. When Emily con- contracts a mysterious illness, Kumail finds himself forced to face her feisty parents, his family's expectations, and his true feelings. This is great. I mean, this is just so good. It's about Kumail's like real life experience, which one is just awesome that he made a movie about a very personal thing that happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoe Kazan is amazing. So good. She's awesome. Love her. And she's married to Paul Dano, which is just like, she has good taste. Clearly. You need to relax with <coughs> Paul Dano, dude. You are obsessed. By the way, that movie I talked about a few weeks ago, fall, the fallout, the, uh-huh. what the main character in that movie, she's like seeing a therapist and the therapist is like, oh, is this your crush? Is this Harry Potter? And she's like, no, it's Paul Dano. It's my celebrity crush. I'm just like, yes, let's go. God. I don't know that I could watch that movie. Um, but yeah. All this... the reviews I've seen of that movie is just like, hey, this hurts. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty tough. Sorry. But yeah, it also starring Holly Hunter, who is just like, I Dude. don't <laughs> care how old she is at all. Yep. She is her voice. I am so attracted to her accent. Like, her yeah. accent is amazing. It is so, so, so good. Um, and then Ray Romano is just, I mean, obvious, he's one of the funniest people who ever existed. So, like, obviously, this he is really, really good in this. Um, but, yeah, this is so good. There's so many, I mean, that scene where Ray Romano <laughs> is just like, I always wanted to ask you, um, what do you think about uh, 9-11? <laughs> Kumail's oh just God, like... Dude. It was tough. We lost 11 of our best guys that day. <laughs> I truly don't think I've ever laughed as hard uh, as I have in a movie at that line, as it's I did at that line. God. So good. I recently watched this back in December, and my review, five stars. Holly Hunter is 63. I'm 27. I think we can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming up quite a bit later for me, so I'll save my thoughts right. uh, until, I, until it's my turn. Uh, my number four is another new one. Surprise, surprise. Um, it is Palm Springs from 2020. Oh, wow. Um, Two 2020 Mar- movies. Yeah. What's up, dude? Uh, directed by Max Barbacow, I think is how you say his name. It's a weird name. Like the meat. Uh, it's B-A-R-B-A-K-O-W. Barbacow. Um, stars Andy Samberg, Kristen Milioti, and J.K. Simmons. It's a 3.8 on Letterboxd. When Carefree Niles and reluctant maid of honor Sarah have a chance encounter at a Palm Springs wedding, things get complicated as they are unable to escape the venue themselves or each other. This was the surprise of 2020, I think. This is like this was like the the movie that came out after the like shutdown happened after the pandemic started. Yeah. That people are like, oh, we have a good movie. <laughs> Like, finally, we needed this so badly. Like, it came out at the perfect time because everyone was home. 
This came out in um, late March, and people still hadn't watched Emma. People watched this yeah. before Emma. <laughs> Um, Andy, Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti are hilarious. Two of the funniest people ever. Uh, they have truly, truly excellent chemistry. Um, the time loop thing is kind of played out, and I'm sort of tired of it, honestly. But this movie does it so well, like in a way that I really, really enjoy when a lot of other movies don't. Super rewatchable. Lots of really sweet moments, but really just so... It's so funny. It's so over-the-top, incredibly funny. Andy Samberg is one of the funniest people in the entire world, and he yeah. absolutely crushes this movie. I love Palm Springs. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, okay, we're in my top three, so I obviously have to have a Hugh, Hugh Grant movie in here. Cause he's, it'd feel weird if you didn't, honestly. If, if I mean, if... Um, Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot. Um, this is gonna. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna be so pissed if I can't. Did remember you script this. your list? No, it's. I can't remember who is the second lead and when Harry met Sally. <laughs> Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. If oh my Meg god! Ryan, you forgot Meg Ryan? What? Go I just home. forgot her name. We talked about her so much in the past 24 hours. <laughs> um, if Meg Ryan is the queen of rom coms. Hugh Grant is the king of rom-coms. Did we ever get a Hugh Grant, Meg Ryan movie? I don't think so. They're like the right age to have started a movie together, right? Yeah. I don't know if they ever have or not. What are, um, what are we doing at Hollywood, at Nora Ephron? <laughs> what are we... Come on. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Notting Hill is my number three. Um, William Thacker... Or this came out in 1999. William Thacker is a London bookstore owner who's humdrum existence is thrown into romantic turmoil when famous American actress Anna Scott appears in his shop. A chance encounter over spilled orange juice leads to a kiss that blossoms into a full-blown affair. As the average bloke and glamorous movie star draw closer and closer together, they struggle to reconcile their radically different lifestyles in the name of love. Um, Julia Roberts plays the American actress, which Julia Roberts, amazing. Um, and their chemistry, Hugh Grant and Julie Roberts, just so freaking awesome. It's so good. It's hilarious. Hugh Grant play, plays this guy who owns a bookshop that only sells travel books, which is like the most 90s thing in the world. That's the but worst idea for a story I've ever heard. But is awesome. It is so, it's just this like cool little bookshop and it only sells travel books. Because like, what else are you going to, like if you're traveling somewhere, in 1999, how are you? Are you not going to? You can't just Google something yeah. on your phone. Um, but yeah, this is just so good. It's just very, very lovely, which is basically mm -hmm. what all Hugh Grant movies are. That's kind of just the vibe he gives off. Um, and it's it's just amazing. It's so good. My favorite quote from that movie is, "Yes, happiness isn't happiness without a violin playing goat." And that will make sense to no one in the world who hasn't seen that movie, but it's it's great. Nighting Hill is amazing. I don't think I've seen it. I don't. I'm not, I'm, I would be very surprised if you have. I don't think you've seen most Hugh Grant movies. Yeah, it's true. I don't know how I just missed out on that dude. But <laughs> uh, okay, my number three, the oldest movie on my non honorable mentions list, um, my big uh, fat Greek wedding from two thousand two. So old. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Joel Zwick, stars Nia Vardalos and John Corbett has a 3.3 on Letterboxd. 
A young Greek woman falls in love with a non-Greek and struggles to get her family to accept him while she comes to terms with her heritage and cultural identity. Just one of the funniest and most rewatchable rom-coms in the world, I think. Like, I, so many quotable moments. It's a couple that you want to see succeed and be happy. It's a movie where you don't have to have the big like overly emotional overly dramatized breakup and betrayal and then getting back together like you don't have that you just have a couple that loves each other and like just needs to prove to her family and his family that they love each other and that their marriage is okay and it's just it's so sweet it's so funny it's so quotable we did one of the first episodes of we should watch a movie i think this was my first pick for we should watch a movie i thought it was um, was it not ellen's pick that was this was your pick i think it was mine okay um and still to this day, maybe my favorite episode of We Should Watch Movie we've ever done. Definitely the best recast we've ever done. Um, but yeah, because what I, did I did? I did just another Greek actors. You did. I think I did Jewish and my big she fat did Jewish Irish Catholic. Yeah, my yeah. big fat fat Irish wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which was an absolute blast. God, I love this movie so much. I've seen it twenty times. I'll watch it a hundred more probably. It's a blast. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay, my number two, Rob Reiner showing up again. It's The Princess Bride. Um, nice. Came out in 1987 in this enchantingly cracked fairy tale, The Beautiful Princess Buttercup and the Dashing Wesley must overcome staggering odds to find happiness amid six-fingered swordsmen, murderous princes, Sicilians, and rodents of unusual size. But even death can't stop these two, these true lovebirds from, oh, from triumphing. I hate lovebirds that is so stupid whoever wrote that synopsis on letterboxd lovebirds come on you're better than that letterbox um but this stars uh i do not i do not know how to say this guy's name it's carrie carrie elwes elwes uh robin wright who another i think robin wright's a texas uh yeah she's from uh uh dallas uh another texas person uh manny patekin um, Andre the Giant, Christopher Guest, Wallace Shawn. Uh, this is just Billy Crystal, Fred Savage. I mean, this movie is just so freaking amazing. Um, really good. It's it's like this probably should be my number one, but my affinity for my number one kind of moved this down. But, I mean, this movie is basically like it is all about true love. Like the whole thing is true love, and then the fantasy aspect of it is kind of just like for comedy almost in in most cases so i mean this is just so good you have carrie elwes just being hilariously dashing the entire time mandy patinkin just destroying any kind of <laughs> anything that comes his way in this movie it's he's hilarious and andre the giant like come on that dude is the best uh wrestler turned actor ever I don't think The Rock has ever put in a performance as good as Andre the Giant in The Princess Bride. <laughs> like, tell somebody tell me I'm wrong. Like, Jumanji was good, but it is not, you know, yeah. I am the Brute Squad. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. on the Brute Squad. You are the Brute Squad. Like, come on. This is so good. <laughs> yeah. Princess Bride, it's excellent pick. It's a really, really excellent pick. I love this movie dearly. It. I didn't put it on my list... Because while I was making it, I was like, this this feels so much bigger than rom-com. You know what I mean? And that, that's not a criticism of it being on your list. That was just a that's why I ended up cutting it from mine. It was just like this. It 
something about this movie it feels so much bigger and more grand than calling it a rom-com and so it didn't didn't quite fit with the vibe that i was going for but i it got it's excellent it's so 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 good hey on letterbox it says romance and comedy so just yeah that so that that one fit <laughs> again not criticizing your pick you don't have to defend it i'm not telling you it's a bad pick i just have to, i feel like i have to explain why it's not on mine so that was why um but my my number two is sing street from 2016. Oh, there you go. Um, directed by John Carney, stars Ferdia Walsh Pilo, which is a weird name, and Lucy Boynton uh, has a 4.0 on Letterboxd. A boy growing up in Dublin during the 1980s escapes his strained family life by starting a band to impress the mysterious girl he likes. I love Sing Street. God, I love this movie. I've talked such an annoying amount to my friends about how much I love Sing Street. The music is great. The kids are hilarious. The pairing of the two main characters is so, so, so fun. There are a lot of really great brother moments in this and friend moments in this and coming of age moments in this. But God, Sing Street is Sing Street is excellent. Like (laughs) this kid literally starts a band to impress the mysterious girl across the street. It, it just gets the most ridiculous bandmates to be in this band. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's so charming. The soundtrack slaps so hard. Drive It Like You Stole It is a genuinely a great song. It's an like absolute a very, banger. very good song. And I am, that will be like on my headstone. Like, why yes. didn't Drive It Like You Stole It <laughs> win best song at yeah. whatever Oscars it was at? 100%. 100%. It's so good. I like all the music is good. And I I think everyone should watch Sing Street. I feel like not enough people have seen it and I I love it so much. I did I did an episode of Ellen's podcast on Sing Street. They made me like her it was and Shane you and made Shane, me watch right? It. Yeah. Yeah. They made me watch it cuz I had never seen it and Shane just kept going on and on about how much I love it and boy was he right. Sing Street rules. It's, it's so good. Movies. It's I mean that the like brother moments get me so much in movies and that one scene where he was like i was a jet engine just barreling down the like jungle that was our parents and you were just riding my jet stream and i would do it again like don't i'm not pissed about that but like he was just like you have to understand like (laughs) i've done so much for you and people still think i'm a screw up like oh and then when he says goodbye to him oh there's, just, there's so many relationships in Sing Street that are so so many different kind of relationships. It's just, God, it's so good. I want to watch Sing Street so bad again. It, if y'all are on the fence about watching Sing Street, look up Drive It Like You Stole It, the scene from the movie, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you will shut it off halfway through that video and watch the movie. I promise yeah. you that. Or your money back even, from the studio. You don't even have to me. do that. You can just <laughs> listen to the soundtrack on Spotify, and you're going to be like, yo, I should watch Sing Street. It's so good. It rules. It's very good. Um, okay, my number one. This is not going to be a surprise to literally anyone on the face of the earth because I talk about this movie ad nauseum. It's about time. 2013. Um, yeah. Yes, sure. This movie does feel like it's more of a father-son movie, but the majority of the movie is the romance between the two leads. Um, uh, but here's the, sorry, here's the synopsis. I had to just quickly defend myself. <laughs> The night uh, after another unsatisfactory New Year party, Tim's father tells his son that the men in his family have always had the ability to travel through time. 
Tim can't change history, but he can change what happens and has happened in his own life. So he decides to make his world a better place by getting a girlfriend. Sally, that turns out not to be as easy as he thinks. Starring Dom Hall Gleason, Rachel McAdams, Bill Nighy, who is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, just so good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I love this movie so much. This is so good. It's, I have this, the print that Danny did for 70 millimeter on my wall. It's my favorite print that he did. Um, it's one of my favorite movies ever. It's like one of those movies that just barely misses my top four on letterbox because days and confused exist. Um, yeah. but this just so good makes me cry, makes me laugh. The comedy is very, it is less slapstick than most American rom-coms because it's English. So it's very dry humor. Um, it's not just going to make you cackle every time, but it, it'll make most of this makes me laugh. Um, the whole relationship between him and his father is just amazing. So good. And just, Dom Hall Gleason and Rachel McAdams have great chemistry in this. Yeah. Like, even when she's just totally creeped out by him, they have (laughs) fantastic chemistry the entire time. Um, But this is just so good. It's it's just amazing. I I love this. Directed by Richard Curtis, who has only directed um, five movies, four movies, and I've liked every single one of those. He also directed Love Actually and then The Boat That Rocked, which nobody saw except for me. Um, Mm. But, I mean, this is amazing. We both have talked about how much we love this movie. And if you don't like this movie, then honestly, I don't know. If you're listening, I don't know if we could ever really be true friends if you don't like this movie. Wow. Like, this is like the movie. Like, this and, like, maybe Days Confused are, like, the two movies where I'm like, Oh, you really don't like these movies? There's no way we could have any kind of relationship. But yeah, about time. Not a surprise that this ended up on my list at all. But I'm sure that you didn't put this on here because it's more like a lot of people think this is more of a father son movie than a rom com, but which is totally valid. Totally makes sense. Yeah, this movie was disqualified because of my Letterbox rule. Letterbox doesn't have it as a comedy, as one of its genres. I don't think Letterbox That's... understands English humor. <laughs> Sure, man. All those New Zealanders, man. They don't really understand the English humor. <laughs> sure, bud. But yeah, that's it was it was disqualified because of that rule. And again, I just I had to give myself a rule to try to sort of define what a rom com was, and unfortunately this is a casualty of that. But yeah, I think we've talked more about, about time than any other movie on this podcast, if I had to guess. It is so. amazing. And I just um, couldn't exclude it because like when I was making my list, I was like someone came up to me on the street and was like, what's your favorite rom-com at 10 times out of 10, I would say about time. So there's no way I couldn't put it at number one. Yeah. Um, my number one is the big sick from 2017 yeah. directed by Michael Showalter stars Kamel Nanjiani and Zoe Kazan has a 3.8 on Letterboxd. It's, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like this is top 10. For sure. I don't know. I don't know how high it is on that list. I don't think I've ever just tried to actually rate my top 10 movies just in general. We're going to have to do it at some point. I'm, I'm telling you, we're going to run out episode. of ideas and just be like, it, okay, it's so doing- hard because that, that list feels so fluid. Cause like, I feel like my answer would change daily. Cause it's, I don't know. It depends on mood so much, I guess, but this is top 10 movie of all time for me. At Kamel Nanjiani is one of the funniest people in the world. I love him so much in this zoe kazan is incredibly funny yeah and charming just 
one of the most charming performances ever is Zoe Kazan in this movie. Their chemistry is incredible. Um, what I love so much about this movie is it's maybe the most genuine movie I've ever seen. Like you can tell that it's deeply personal to Kamel Nanjiani yeah. like, and his wife tell, like, who wrote the script with him. Yeah. Like they just, they poured their heart and soul into the script of this movie in a way that like most writers just are not able or willing to do for, for their projects. Like they just, it's just so vulnerable, the writing of this and the story they were telling in this. And it's just so, it's hilarious and it's sweet and it's genuinely heartbreaking at times. Like I weep while watching yeah. this movie so much. Um, Holly Hunter and Ray Romano, this is the best they've ever been. And I'll, I'll die on that hill. This is the best either of them have ever been is their performances in The Big Sick. What about Everybody Loves Ray? You don't. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Leave me alone with that. I don't know. Um, Holly Hunter and Broadcast News and The Incredibles is pretty amazing. Shit, they're both just, they're so incredibly funny. And I, they just, they feel like Zoe Kazan's parents. <laughs> like, it's so incredibly believable that they are her awkward, weird <laughs> parents yeah. who don't really know how to function. They just, I, I will never stop talking about how much I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, definitely a rom-com. Like, it's more than that. It's very dramatic and like really sad at times, but it's certainly a rom-com. Yeah. Um, I love the big six so much. Kumail is like one of those, like I hate to keep using middle America. Cause that like mm -hmm. saying, like saying someone is middle America is like, they're a white person from Nebraska, but I guess yeah. like the new middle America, which is like the, just the everyday actor, like Kumail mm -hmm. fits that so good. Just like Steven Yoon where they're like, they seem like they're such real people. Like they're yeah. not actors. Yeah. They're yeah. just like regular people who are acting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Such, such a huge fan, but that's my list. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited to talk to Ellen hundred percent positive that I know where this episode is going and she is going <laughs> to yell at me so, so, so much. And the way she was talking care. about, it, she's like, I've got prepared notes. I'm going to lecture you on what's yeah. a good rom-com. I was like, maybe we should switch guests. <laughs> Every time she comes on this show, she just yells at me a lot. <laughs> Every episode that she's been on. Hey, it's maybe she'll yell at me. Them. Maybe she'll yell at me this time. We'll see. Hey, man, I hope so. She's not. She's I've got gonna yell at me all because five I... bangers on my list, but maybe she'll yell at me. <laughs> she's going to yell at me because all of mine are like 2016 and newer, but whatever. That's Hey, I'm Danny. Like, nice to meet you. Hey, like, like I said, we're coming at this in all different directions. So, like, it yeah. is, like, most of mine is late 80s, early 90s. You've got 2017 up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, excited to uh, excited to have her on. But uh, if you don't have anything else, let's get to it. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back with this week's special guest, Ellen. Hello, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with me and Ty as we rank our favorite rom coms of all time. We're going to be joined here in just a second by Ellen, uh, who is our co-host on We Should Watch a Movie, which hopefully you're listening to we've talked about it quite a bit on here it's just it's me ty and ellen and it's every week we watch a movie that one of us has never seen before and we one of us has to write a summary of it and we give our highs and lows and we recast it as though we're being remade today i have a lot of fun i have so much fun on we should watch a movie so hopefully if you haven't yet um, you will check that out um, wanted to jump in here real quick to let you guys know next week's episode we are going to be ranking 30 for 30s 
um, this, if you're, if you're unfamiliar, they're like, uh, ESPN makes these little sports documentaries and they have pumped out a million of them. And they're some of my favorite things in the world. If you're a sports fan, you've probably watched a ton of 30 for thirties. We're going to talk about our favorite ones. We're going to be joined by Kyle Banduho, who has been on a couple episodes of this show so far. He's one of our favorite guests. Kyle's the host of the big screen sports pod, which is uh, the biggest reason that we're having him on other than we just love him and he's funny and great. Um, he hosts a podcast where he talks about every uh, sports movie. So if there's a sports movie you love, he has probably done an episode on it. So make sure you're checking that out. Um, but if you uh, if you love 30 for 30s, if you want to make sure that a specific one is mentioned or if you want to let us know your thoughts on it, uh, shoot us an email at uh, rankingspod at gmail.com. Don't forget that double K in the middle. Um, also, join our Discord. It's free. You can find the link to that in our uh, the show notes or in our social media bios. So hope to see you on there. Back to the show. We are back with this week's special guest, Jen. She's the host of the We Should Watch a Movie podcast, Co-host. which sucks, by the way. Co-host. It's not a good show, but maybe don't listen to it. Um, it's <laughs> Ellen. Hi, Ellen. How are you? Hi. <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited to be back. About time. <laughs> I-, <laughs> I was... <laughs> We had to give you a break because I was assaulted last time that you were on, and I assaulted you the it's time mutual. before. So like, we just had to. We needed never... a break from each other on ranking. So we had to keep just beating the crap out of each what other. What was that last show. time she was on? Was it? Crimes, I don't know, but I like think? we've never fought more when... in our friendship yeah. than when I'm on this show. <laughs> <laughs> no cry, no crimes. I don't think we fought. I think I just maybe scared you guys a little. No you crimes. Didn't you talked to did. me for a while. Crimes. It was like, Danny, this is yeah. dumb. Your list is dumb. Yeah, you got oh. so mad at me because of how dumb <laughs> and bad my list That's was. right. Yeah. Yeah, you got so angry at the bit that I did on this show. I was like, so. you can do any crime, and you're gonna do a bit like. I'm going to try to rule yeah, the hey, world, you idiot. <laughs> hey, bud, welcome to Rankings. We do lots of bit episodes here. <laughs> you were on an episode after that, but it was just, it was the one where Danny was sick, and it was me and Megan Spell ranking oh. DCOMs. Oh, yes, that was so yeah. much fun. <laughs> Wasn't it fun yeah. not having Danny there? That was there? fun. <laughs> Listen, anytime you want to do a Danny free episode, just let me know, dude. I will take the week off happily. No issues. You just got to request it. So good um, to talk to you guys. It's been a full 24 hours. Less. Um, less how than have you been? Hours. Less than. Yeah. Less than. Um, Ellen, we're talking rom-coms. This is the episode that comes up before Valentine's Day. Um, we just got done covering maybe the rom-com on, on an episode of We Should Watch a Movie. Um, so we are very, very much in that mode. We know how much you love rom-coms, so it... Made sense. I, I don't think we even considered anybody else for this episode. It felt Aww. like felt like an easy choice. I was Thank pretty adamant at getting someone else to be the guest. <laughs> that was just me. Yeah, but I but I don't listen to him, so that's why I was like, "There's no, there wasn't really another choice." You know, when I say like we didn't consider anybody else, I was like, I didn't consider anybody else, and Ty just yelled at me for a bit. I was really holding out for Nora Ephron to answer my email, but she never <laughs> got back to me. Um. So we're here to talk rom-coms. Um, you've been on the show a handful of times before. You just started listening again, thankfully, which we're, we're appreciative on. of. Nora Ephron from Beyond the Grave. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I had to double check that real quick. She's, I didn't know she's that. no longer no. with us, Ty. Yikes. <laughs> Hachi machi. Oh, no. We're gonna Can have you a hear seance. that? We're going to have a seance episode. You. Um, Hang on. Can, could y'all hear that? 
uh, noise real quick? No. Okay, good. Because there is full-on construction oh, happening in the room next to me. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I can hear very, hear very that. sorry about it. That's okay. <laughs> We're just going to have to power fine. through. <laughs> um, we had a break in the last episode because Ty had to kill a bug, so it's like yeah. not that big of a deal. Our yeah. listeners are used to it. It's well, if okay. we pause every time there's like power tools happening, then we're not going to get through this, so we're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, excited to have you on. Excited to talk about rom coms. Um, you already know whose list is whose because we made it incredibly obvious with our choices. Yeah. So, listeners, this is going to be another one of those episodes where, like, she's just going to get right into like picking on us individually, and we're not going to have the charade of. <laughs> I feel like I'm not going to get picked who's. on that much. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I might. Uh, um, <laughs> but I if mean, we can just, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, well, I feel like I've kind of gotten to know you guys' tastes, obviously, like, a bit more since we've been doing We Should Watch a Movie together. And, yeah, I mean, you sent this to me, obvious right off the bat, whose list was whose. Um, yeah. Well, it was I even just, more maybe because we that you picked when Harry met Sally <laughs> the week before he did this, and Danny sent the list before he had watched the yeah, movie. Yeah, I so know that. I was the only one that <laughs> when Harry met Sally on my list. Yeah, it was quite obvious. Yeah, beyond <laughs> me just like do? knowing you guys. <laughs> I, I did say, if it buys me any goodwill, I said, if I had seen When Harry Met Sally no, before I no, sent you these lists. No, no, You could do that You after. mentioned that last night when we were recording. <laughs> oh, okay. It would be Monday. really, it would be high on my list. I won't say what number. It would be pretty high on my list. Trying to win. I told Danny he should have just switched his list like right when we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just not tell you till right now. Be like, hey, by the way, called an audible When Harry Met Sally's number two now some last him. minute tinkering um, um, but let, let's get into this let me read these lists out to you and then we can we can dive into it without, <laughs> without any kind of like <laughs> like veil over it uh list a the honorable mentions are father of the bride i love you man and about a boy number 10 is juno nine is dirty dancing eight is crazy rich asians seven is sleepless in seattle Six is When Harry Met Sally. Five is Ten Things I Hate About You. Four is The Big Sick. Three is Notting Hill. Two is The Princess Bride. And number one is About Time. List B, the honorable mentions are Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, Singing in the Rain, and La La Land. Number 10 is Always Be My Maybe. Got that theme in your honorable mentions, (laughs) as always. (laughs) Number 10 is Always Be My Maybe. Number nine is Set It Up. Number eight is Crazy Stupid Love. Number seven is Scott Pilgrims versus The World. Uh, number six is Emma. Five is Crazy Rich Asians. Four is Palm Springs. Three is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Two is Sing Street. And number one is The Big Sick. Uh, uh, Ellen, you have the floor. Did you catch my yeah. theme, Ellen, in my honorable mentions? Um, no. They're rom-com vibes, but the main story yeah, is Yeah, they're not, not really. Romantic. Okay, yeah. yeah. Because I know that about Father of the Bride, I was like, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, and mine are technically the Nancy rom-coms Myers. that don't feel like rom-coms. And also musicals. Yeah, I got the musical there. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. Do you, do you guys want me to like kind of give you my list first? Whatever you or... want. Go with what you feel. Okay, it's your show for a bit. So. <laughs> That's right. I forget. It is my show now. Um, <laughs> I, don't like the, I don't like the face that you just made when I said that. That's ner- I'm very nervous. So I'll 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 go into like I'll compliment you guys first by appreciating you complimenting me. I do see a little bit of pandering <laughs> to the judge here, and I appreciate that. Flattery there, will get which you. Which list? Please. Both. Oh. Both have some. Uh, some. 
Uh, Emma, hello. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> we we talked about this on the show. There was a time. There was like a four month period there where it was just me, you, Ty, and Megan Spell yelling at everybody to watch Emma because yeah. it was so super good. So like, I didn't feel too pandery there because like we have <laughs> talked a lot about how much we love Emma a lot. Yes, so. and also Sing Street on your list. I'm the one who made you watch that. I converted uh, yeah. you to Sing Street. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, now it's one of my favorite movies and I love yeah. it a lot. <laughs> I wouldn't, I actually wouldn't personally consider it a rom-com as much. I think it's more of a story about friends um, with like yeah. a little bit of like, he's got a crush on an older girl, mm-hmm. but I mean, I love that movie, so I'm yeah. not going to. It did. It, it fit because of the rule that I gave myself that Letterboxd had to put the genre as both comedy and romance. Okay. So it counts for Letterboxd. So I was like, I can squeeze it in, but I get what you mean. It doesn't have like traditional rom-com vibes. But when you look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, there's romance. There's comedy. Sure. Mm-hmm. I see that you guys both have the big sick really high up on your lists. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not that crazy about the big sick. Wow. I don't. I don't really like you very much. <laughs> I mean, I like it. Ellen but it hates didn't... good movies. Now I feel good about Ty winning this episode because <laughs> Ellen just doesn't have very good taste. So. I mean, I like that movie. It's just maybe, it's... you know what? Maybe it's because I haven't like, I've never given it a second watch. I only watched it like once. I don't yeah. terribly it's remember honestly, a time It's one it. of my favorite movies of all time. Like we were talking, I think, I think it's in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Hmm. I guess I should give so, it a second watch. Because um, I just saw it like the one time. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm going to kind of go into my list and then it'll be very obvious who the winner is. It's already obvious who um, the winner wow, is. Wow, I'm still just drowning from all those compliments you just gave us. Uh, well, the compliments were thank you for Zero. pandering to me. Did you? I was about to say, did you hear? Uh, I'm going to compliment you guys on complimenting me. <laughs> That's what she said. So. Well, if I went into too much of, like, my favorites, it's just, yeah, yeah I mean, like, Ty's got the double Nora Efron back-to-back. <laughs> you can just announce your winner. It's fine. I mean, Whatever. Yeah. We can get into it. It's okay. <laughs> no, no. Read okay, your so list. Let's just drag this read, out. <laughs> I'm going to read my list. Um, so, I did take a note from Danny, and I have a theme for my honorable mentions. Ooh. This is my favorite thing that we've started doing. I yes. Love theming honorable mentions. My honorable mention theme is Hot Single Dads. I think it's one of <laughs> the holiday. It, it's one of my favorite bits. Um, is for, the holiday on it. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle, sure. the holiday, the Parent Trap, and One Fine Day. Have you guys ever seen that one? No. Never heard of it. It's um, with George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer, and he plays a hot single dad, and she plays a hot single mom, and like their kids are in the same class. Uh, and it's just, it's like one chaotic day of them, like both missing, like dropping off their kids at school. Uh, it's, they're in New York. It's actually pretty good. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> but yeah, Hot Single Dads is my honorable mention list. <laughs> nice. Love it. Um, so I want you guys to know that, like, I had legitimately, by the time we finished, like, the number kept going up. I think about like 35 in my list that I had to dwindle down. <laughs> and even then, I still came up with a list of my top 20. But I'll just give my top ten. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but I am really sad about the ones that didn't make the top ten. Um, so my number ten is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Two words. That's fun. Very fun. Dr- Dracula musical. <laughs> die, 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 die. I can't. 
Um, that's, that's really good. That's another one of those that is like, that is on the USA channel three times a day, every day for the rest <laughs> for the rest of all eternity. It's on so much. It's so good. Um, I saw that. I saw that in theaters back in high school. Okay. Um, my number nine is Emma. Nice um, love. Love, love, love. Oh, trendy was this like the big... Trendy we were talking about Danny's it. list. Is this the big debut of Anya Taylor-Joy? Was she in anything big before this that I'm just not remembering? Um, she was in Split, that M. Night Shyamalan like, oh, sequel yeah, to all of his other movies before that. Yeah, it was bad. So, okay, so this was my debut to yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy, at least. And yeah. now she's one of my favorites. So. Yes. Um, and then my number eight is The Wedding Date. I don't know if you guys... Is that with J Lo? No, so that's, that's the wedding, wedding planner. planner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which also like I almost did honorable mention like the queens of of you know rom coms and had that in there. But no, the wedding date it's with Deborah Messing and um, Rupert Everett, who it's it's from like the early early two thousands, and it's about like a woman who hires like this high end male escort to be her date to a wedding in england and um i don't know so it's like pretty woman but pretty man kind of i don't know (laughs) like it's it's not like that at all i don't know it's it's really good it definitely has the whole like it's the it's the fake dating dragon spell has it at two and a half stars no way (laughs) it's not for everybody tie you potster and it has dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. Who did I say? Rupert Everett? Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah, that's Dylan McDermott in it. That rules. Dermot Mulroney. God. (laughs) I never get names right. But it's the fake dating trope, which is one of my favorites. And Mm, I like that movie a lot. It's weird that Meg doesn't like it, but it's not for everybody. Um, Anyways. She's so mad at Meg right now. She's going to angrily text her in a bit. Meg, watch out, dude. (laughs) Meg Meg and I have like different tastes in romance but like we cheer each other on constantly. ty start the group text let's get a fight going <laughs> she's not gonna say anything mean she's just gonna be like oh it's not for me um moving on my number seven is the philadelphia story this is oh. where i win meg back because this is her all-time favorite jimmy stewart yeah jimmy stewart Cary grant katherine hepburn and you know i was re-watching this earlier today um danny it is in black and white, and it is from 1940, but because you liked When Harry Met Sally so much, I really think you'll like this. It has top-notch banter. It kind of has that whole I hate you, then I fall in love with you bit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm getting better about uh, not hating black and white movies. Sure. I'm improving. Sure. Belfast <laughs> is one of my favorite movies of the year. Like, I love Belfast, and it was in black and white for no reason, but it still was, and I liked it. Oh my God. <laughs> what did you say yesterday? Would have been five stars had it been in color. Yeah. Gave <laughs> it four and a half. Would have been five if it was in color. Such a jerk. Um, but Stand yeah. By it. The no Philadelphia story. Also one of my all time favorites. And I really wanted to give some reputation to like representation to like old rom coms. That's good. Um, Finally, old white men getting this representation. <laughs> Ellen's out so. here just supporting <laughs> old white men. It's about time someone does, dude. Look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You know, it's hard for them in today's climate. <laughs> what will we get on, our turn? <laughs> please, please move on. 
Okay, my number six is Legally Blonde. Yeah, um, that's Reese oh, nice. is kind of, in my opinion, like the ultimate rom-com actress. And Legally Blonde is just, oh, it's my favorite. I feel like I'm pretty sure and, I was going to put this snap. on my list. I was going to put this on my Those list, but I like maybe so good still. Letterboxd doesn't have it as romance, maybe, for some dumb reason. Yeah, Letterboxd says it is just a comedy. Mm. But Interesting. It's, maybe it's because the lesser Wilson brother is the romantic. Probably. Ooh, probably. 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 Hot yeah, take. Probably. Hot take. Okay. We'll just breeze right is past it, that. Um, is it a hot take? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it is. <laughs> I think he's more attractive than in the note. I think. Luke yeah, I'm talking about his acting skills, not his yeah. looks. Oh, sure. I don't know. <laughs> there, it's. It's the Wilson brothers. They're not like the great. It's like, a good point. Yeah. It's a good point. <laughs> um, and my number five is when Harry met Sally. Um, for all the reasons that we talked about it, our last episode of we should watch a movie. Mm-hmm. My number four, we're going back to Reese Witherspoon with sweet home, Alabama. <laughs> I freaking love this rom-com <laughs> so much. So, I don't so care if it's bad. bad. It's so I don't bad. care if it's like the worst it's, movie ever. I yeah, it is like less. an ultimate guilty pleasure movie because like it's 100%. undeniably so bad. Oh, My mom watched this movie all the time when I was growing I up. Absolutely <laughs> love this movie. I like remember I the DVD we had. It was like one of those DVDs where it had like <laughs> yeah. the snap. She's standing in the middle and she's yeah. like got her arms crossed. And it had that like yeah. snap where you had to snap open like the mm-hmm. thing yeah. where you could open it like those. a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love Sweet Home Alabama. I and I don't feel bad about it. I'm not ashamed. Um, you shouldn't. My number three is Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, let's go. So now we're getting closer to <laughs> Ty's territory here. <laughs> and we never left Ty's territory. We never did. Um, my number two is I think the like ultimate. Um, did we skip like, rom com? Did we skip did some? You went to number five Forgetting... was when Harry met Sally, met Sally. and then you did four Ten Sweet Things... Home Alabama, three Ten Things I Hate About okay, You. Okay, never mind. Two. I is... feel like we just got to the top. Oh, you two just real you fast. just zoned out like you were one. You yeah. you spent you did that thing where you thought about what you wanted to say instead of listening to what the other person was saying. I just think we, we just got to the top two real fast. We're we got there. We got there <laughs> really fast. Um. So my number two is what I think is like the ultimate mid aughts um, rom com, which is How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Like, this is what I was, mm-hmm. like, this hit me right at, like, middle school. I mean, yeah, it's everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Matthew I've ever seen right. this. <gasps> no way. We are doing an episode on this, <laughs> for sure. Oh, my God. This is Matthew McConaughey. And yeah, it's in, my watch, it's in my Kate watch Hudson. list. Again, <gasps> use Letterboxd, Ellen. Or <laughs> learn this. Use Letterboxd. I'm it's supposed to look my, at your Letterboxd? It's been I'm in my watch time. list for Four years. It's just Every movie I've there. ever picked for Ty on We Should Watch a Movie has come directly from his watch list. I have then like why? Why did we create an Excel spreadsheet? Because you, you, don't, you don't use, use Letterboxd. <laughs> That's why we created an Excel spreadsheet. It's you. <laughs> we have been saying for months to just use Letterboxd more, and we wouldn't have to have this big dumb four hundred movie long spreadsheet. I have like fourteen hundred <laughs> movies on my watch list that you can just pick from. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You've been saying this for so long, Ellen. For like a year now. <laughs> yeah, I've never I seen don't this. Listen movie. to you guys? Are you kidding me? Oh, God. 
Oh, that was really funny. Okay. And then my number one, um, which honestly, I have to thank Ty for reminding me of this when I saw his list because I just always put it as like a romance, but like it is hilarious and it's in my top four movies of all time on my letterboxd, The Princess Bride. Yeah. There we go. Mm -hmm. Number one. Favorite movie of all time. (laughs) Rob Reiner. (laughs) Rob Reiner. Love him. Yeah. That's Danny's uh, favorite director now. <laughs> he said it off the top of the episode. He dethroned Greta Gerwig. <laughs> wow. We uh wow. we talked about it when Ty announced Princess Bride on his list. It was like I I wanted to put it on my list. I thought about it for a while. It would have fit under my letterbox rule. I just felt it, it feels so much bigger than rom com. You know what I mean? I get that. I get that. So that's why that's, that's why, why like, I, I made like, it. the final cut. But yeah. yeah. I forgot to it's mention so it in my original just like notes app. And then I saw your list. And I was like, oh, duh, my favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of the biggest things I hate about Tobin is that he hates The Princess Bride. Yeah. I, mean, oh, yeah. Him for I wish I didn't know that. I, <laughs> oh, you didn't? Oh, my God. That's I'm Tobin. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, oh, he hates it. Tobin. Unleashed the wrath of Ellen on you. I thought you knew. Why? <laughs> what? I don't know. What's he there to not it. like? I mean. Like, he really hates it. <laughs> like, a lot. Oh. This is upsetting mm-hmm. me. Can I have a I peanut? you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now I feel bad. Referenced in, we should, uh, in, in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. No, <laughs> I love you, man. That's an I love you, man. Oh, that's an I love mm-hmm. you, man. Because they were like, Andre the yeah, Giant dude, used to drink right. a barrel of, of like beer, beer every day. And then Jason Segel goes, can I have a peanut? Anybody want a peanut? Uh, anybody want a peanut? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so okay. that's my list, which Do you I think, think he's is... using the same wind we are using? <laughs> like, that movie is hilarious. <laughs> that movie is... He's <laughs> using the same wind. There are so many, like... Because everyone gets caught up in, like, the big, like, memorable lines. But, like, there's so many little bits of dialogue just like that that are truly hilarious. You keep saying that word. I don't think you like, think it means it what means, you think it means. It, it <laughs> don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> I since that movie came out, I have not once looked at a bass guitar and not said out loud "slap a BS." That's a totally different movie, but we're, going, we're talking we about went, Princess Bride. We went back to Princess Bride, but thank oh, you. I was thinking <laughs> "I love you, man." I was going back to "I love you, man." I was on that. I did that thing where I was thinking about what I wanted to say and not listening to what you wanted, what you were saying. I did the thing that we're all incredibly guilty of, which is not good for a conversational podcast that we host together. But. Here we are. I'm on but the yes. Bruce Squad. You are the Bruce Squad. Am I gonna watch the Princess Bride tonight? Like a good BLT with a with a uh, the turkeys or the turkeys nice and lean and the tomatoes are sliced real thin. (laughs) (laughs) Or mutton mutton lettuce and tomato (laughs) with a mutton real lean. (laughs) I'm not a bitch. I'm your wife. (laughs) I'm not a bitch. I'm your wife. I love it. I love that movie so, so much. Um, God. So, yeah, I guess it's like, it's obvious that my list like is much closer to Ty's. Um, But I did want to get into some of the stuff about how like. Yell at Danny, please. It cracks me up that like Danny texted us right after watching When Harry Met Sal and he was like, you know, I'm realizing that like I say that I love rom-coms, but I really haven't seen anything that's this old. So maybe I just like 
like newer stuff that like Netflix put it out. And my literal <laughs> response was, yeah, I gathered that from your list. Yeah, so snarky, yeah. so mean. Uh, yeah, I just, I love the like, shut your brain off and watch this cheesy and honestly kind of crappy Netflix original rom-com that's 85 minutes long and is just going to kind of make you happy. I love those a lot because well, I like shutting my brain off and watching movies. This might blow your mind, but like that's how rom-coms have always been before streaming services as well. Like I'm all of these learning middle... you condescending butthole. <laughs> all of these like middle 2000 movies, like 10 things I, or how to lose a guy in 10 days. You know, Alabama. I've seen uh, all those. Like, Made in Manhattan, uh, the wedding planner, uh, yeah. failure to launch. <laughs> I kind of there's not a all whole the McConaughey's. Lot. Yeah, <laughs> there there are very few things from like 2004 to 2007 that doesn't just suck a whole bunch. If I'm being perfectly honest, so that's the those aren't like my favorite, but I get here's it, the thing: I guess. you have said. I enjoy watching it, so by my standards, it's good, and it's five stars. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> About, you made me watch Con Air, a objectively terrible movie, but you said yeah. I had fun, so it yeah. gets, like, what? What did you give it? Like, four stars? Three and so, a half. Three, three um, and a half, I think. Danny, by your own measurements, you're wrong. <laughs> Those are good <laughs> movies because you had fun, and I had fun. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, this got real, real quick. I didn't realize I was was being that like obtuse. Fact about it. Yeah. Well, Danny, you need to watch Sleepless in Seattle. You've got mail. Like, (laughs) you need to start watching the classics. Yeah, I I thought I was going to watch them during February for our movie podcast. I can't. I can't. I cannot follow when Harry met Sally. I will. I refuse. It's, it's not a competition, Ty. You don't have to like beat. I know Ellen's it's not a competition. Time. I just don't want to follow. You don't have to beat it. You could just like make me watch. No, I understand one. that, but I also don't want to follow. Do you, like, I don't. If I saw the Beatles live, I don't want to watch like Nickelback after that. Like, I'm not. Okay, so Sleepless in Seattle is bad then. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, Sleepless in Seattle is Nickelback. Sorry, I don't want to follow it with like. I don't know the Rolling Stones, which are objectively like very good, but also worse than the Beatles. Like it's the romantic comedy. I can't follow like the romantic comedy with another it's one. Like the, what's it's that? Six hundred, uh, so it's not like the romantic comedy. What's know? that Matt Saracen line? Everyone wants to be the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We can't all be the Red <laughs> yeah, Hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, all right. Was there any? Anything on our list that you had questions about, needed us to defend, maybe didn't like? Wait, she didn't announce a winner yet. Oh, well, it's tied. Yeah! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> had to um, hear her say it. I will say, though, Danny, um, mm-hmm. I love the addition of Palm Springs. I thought that that was probably one of the best rom-coms that has come out in, like, the last five years or so. Yeah. That one is really special. Love Palm Springs. Rules. Um, I'm trying to think anything else on your list that like stuck out oh um, Ty I like the the little nod to like British rom-coms here we've got Notting Hill and About a Boy I mean Hugh Grant Grant, come on the king of rom-coms king of rom-coms I just watched Bridget Jones Diary right before this and another movie I haven't seen on my watch list if you just use Letterboxd I wouldn't. I wouldn't do a whole episode of We Should Watch Movie on. Like it's fun and it's good, but like, you know, it's okay. It's not in my top twenty. 
Well, I mean, most oh, wait, actually, of the movies I pick for We Should Watch a Movie are not my top 20, so. <laughs> I mean, of rom-coms. Yeah. But still, I mean, there's so many movies you're missing that I haven't seen that are in my watch list. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah of, of the ones that like barely missed out, my number 11 was Parent Trap, and my number 12 was About Time. I mean, we so all good. truly love About Time. Yeah. About time is like the big one that like my letterboxed rule eliminated it from my list, unfortunately. But also just heads up, I put a gif of about time in the rankings next episode channel and Kev didn't know what that was from. He hasn't seen about time. Wow. Wow. Well, we'll have to bring him on to watch about time. I can't believe um, he hasn't seen that. I can't believe it. Um, we do it uh, we, if we do an episode on about time ty's head's gonna explode yeah i will i'll cry <laughs> it, it'll be like the movies that make us cry episode i'll be crying the entire time <laughs> Ugh. but yeah i feel like we haven't really gotten into like too much of like why i'm not i totally forget that you guys do like a whole first half here i'm like just here at the end but i wanted to know, like what you guys love about rom-coms is it just like the comedy part of it or like because there's so many different, like, types of romantic storylines, right? You've got the different tropes. I mean, like, jokes aside, you know, not just hot single dads, but there's the whole, like, enemies to lovers plot lines or, like, they were friends first or, like, you know, all these different types of things. Like, what is it that you guys really love about watching a rom-com? I just love that, like, <clears throat> they make me feel so, like, good. Like, yes, it's very cliche for a Hollywood movie to have a good ending a happy ending but like there's just something about a happy ending that i love and i love like these movies you can just shut your brain off you're not like it's not like dune where you're just like i can't miss a single word of this movie or i'm gonna miss like the whole point i don't need to find like a theme or what this movie is like they're not trying to say anything it's just like i just want to turn my brain off and be happy it's just like a dopamine injection yeah yeah I get that. I just love I just love romance stories. Like they're the oldest stories uh, ever for a reason. Like that <laughs> think of all of like the oldest stories that you know of that have been told and like pretty much all of them are romance and they're like they're for good reason. They're familiar. Like everyone has experienced these feelings at some point in their life. Um and it's so it just feels familiar and genuine and it's like a like a topic that you could tell like kind of the same story in a million different ways. And I prefer the comedy portion because it doesn't make me sad. Usually <laughs> so True. If, I, if I could choose between like romantic comedy and romantic drama, I'm almost always going to choose comedy because it makes me happier. So yeah, yeah. It's like, which would you rather watch like the princess bride or a marriage story? Like princess bride, <laughs> 10 times out of 10, the marriage story, great movie. Very good movie, but I would Very much good. rather watch The Princess. Bride. It feels bad to watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, well, Danny, I want to like, you know, aside from yelling at you about it, like there's so many really good rom-coms that like I think you would really enjoy just like with your free time that are out there. Like, have you seen any of like the classic Julia Roberts ones? We've got Best Friend's Wedding, Notting Hill, uh, Runaway Bride, Pretty Woman. Those Notting Hill and Best Friends Wedding are Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant's not in my Best Friends Wedding. Oh, I'm thinking of Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, I've actually not seen Four Weddings and a Funeral. 
Danny just you mm. need to go through like all of Meg Ryan's stuff, all of Julia Roberts stuff, and all of Hugh Grant's stuff. Yeah. Who has the time? The big you do. You have the time to do this. I'm so You absolutely so have busy. the time to do this. <laughs> I'm just so cripplingly busy just doing other you, stuff. You, you aren't. <laughs> I just, I don't. You watched Chaos Walking last weekend. Yeah. You have time yeah, to that watch was, these movies. That was kind of on in the background, if I'm being honest. I, just, I don't like sitting down and watching movies all day. Like, I don't. You just, you don't like, have to watch all of them in one day. Just like on a Sunday morning, just watch one movie. <laughs> yeah, I usually do, and it's usually like a twenty twenty one. Like it's usually like yeah, it's usually for <laughs> our dumb show where you guys force me to watch a movie that I don't want to watch, or it's like I want to fill out my twenty twenty one movie list because I want to keep up with new current movies that are coming out, and I don't really feel like going back and watching an old movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. It's just not... I, I, I'm a TV boy. I like watching TV. Okay, well, lot. the next so, time that you watch Ted Lasso for the hundredth time, just watch <laughs> a... Hugh no, Grant why would movie. I do that when I could watch Ted Lasso for the hundredth time? I tell you, or you will Into the Spider-Verse. Next time you go to watch that, watch yeah. a Nora Ephron instead. You will why would I watch us. Nora Ephron when I could just watch Spider-Verse? Because you, know? you would love these movies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'll watch them. Stop Jesus. fighting it, Danny. I'll get to them eventually. Who cares? I'll watch them. Gosh, the professed I'm a huge rom com guy. You gotta watch the classics. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm I think I'm downgraded to big rom com guy. <laughs> you know. Just a little bit. It's uh, like Set It Up was on my ten favorite rom coms of all time. You know what? Know Set It Up could... is really good and it Honestly, you know it Yeah, rules. heads it up kicks, Ellen, that's what we're watching next week because I haven't seen it. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I I haven't like here for it. I yeah. I might throw a curveball, but I like there's a pretty good chance I might just pick set it up next week because I've talked about it so much. Set it up is really good and it does it it literally ticks all of the boxes of like what makes a rom-com and like what yeah. is tropey but we love to see it anyways. Um Yeah. It's great. I can't and I think I just I can't wait it's, to do It's one of those deals where like I'm going to pick it and Ty is going to be like it was fine, 3 stars, whatever, totally okay movie. It's so, like I know that, which isn't the most exciting to listen to for a podcast, which is one reason that I'm like, maybe I shouldn't pick it. But I've talked about set it up maybe more than any other movie on <laughs> this show. I've it's talked about possible. it so much that I kinda just we have to get it out of the way. I can't wait till <laughs> Danny we go into the recast segment and he's just like, I refuse. I'm not recasting this movie. <laughs> if I had to recast oh, yeah, this we movie can't for recast today, a movie that it came out be... three years yeah. ago. Danny. Be, we can. We, we can recast. We can recast a low budget rom com with literally yeah, multiple f- actors, <laughs> like we hundreds of out. actors. <laughs> we could figure something out. We might be doing like we've Irish. had a few episodes where we've had to like not do a recast and just do something different. We haven't done that in a while. I don't think since Creed. So maybe we'll switch it up. All right, anything else, any other picks that we need to defend? Any other questions you have, or are we ready to skedaddle? You know, I really didn't... I can't believe you didn't have Dirty Dancing on your list. That's not a rom-com to me. It's a bit of a drama, There's some funny moments in that. Yeah, but there's like a really heavy storyline that runs through it. Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> All right, point taken. There is, but there's yeah. also one in the big sick too. That yeah, again, well, big sick. Yeah. Yeah, she also just doesn't like big sick. So. Uh, I, I I'm not sure I gave it a fair shake. Seeing it on both of you, really high on both y'all's lists, I'm 
thinking but no i don't really have anything that like i think you guys need to defend um i've seen i have seen all the movies on your list for once um and you guys both included crazy rich asians which narrowly missed mine i love that movie um as evident by the fact that we cast henry golding in like every one of our recasts <laughs> on the yeah. movie um are they are they ever going to make a sequel to that it's planned i don't think they've started filming yet though it's already been like what like four years or something they're gonna make a sequel for sure they made a lot of money off of i know that's why i'm curious why it's been taking so long yeah 2018 so i think the filming got halted because of covid maybe or maybe because henry golding is just in so many movies like just getting cast (laughs) in so many movies sure true real Um, and fictional Got a couple of emails this week, if we want to get to those. Yeah. Uh, the first one's not actually an email. It's just Bex DM'd me and <laughs> said, here's my list. <laughs> There's not even a message attached to it. She just wanted to make sure that her opinion on her ranking of rom-coms was heard, which honestly, like, I respect Rightfully it. so. It's a move I, I would make. <laughs> I respect it. So Bex's rankings are number 10, Mamma Mia. Oh. Um, number 9, Crazy Rich Asians. Which, great pick, obviously. Uh, number 8, Princess Diaries. Oh! <gasps> Oh my god! Haven't seen I that one. My list. Hey, haven't seen that one. Up. Again, Ellen, my watch list on Letterbox. <laughs> have not seen that one. Ellen, you goofed. Uh, number seven, Princess Bride. Yes. Uh, six is You've Got Mail. Five yeah. is When Harry Met Sally. Number four is Emma. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Great, great inclusion, Bex. Uh, three is Ten Things I Hate About You. Yes. Two is Clueless. Two. Mm-hmm. And number, <laughs> number one is Dirty Dancing. Yeah. So I think just about everything on her list has been mentioned except for Princess Diaries this episode. I and I guess like I chose I Mamma Mia about too. Princess Diaries. That's the Anne Hathaway one, right? Which is, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Princess I've seen it. I of Genovia. Yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> her her uh, house in San Francisco showed up on my fictional homes I want to live in list yeah I think it's so cool Princess it's like an Diaries. old uh fire station yeah it's a sick house so but that's bex's list um we got another email from meg meg weber um she says messaging from bed because i don't feel good but what better time to talk about slash watch rom-coms uh one of my favorite genres so i wanted to highlight some of my favorites from one of my favorite genres it's a little Okay, sorry, <laughs> tongue twister. Are now. you good? Uh, she, she said, <laughs> I just, that broke my brain. The, the word favorite was used like 12 times, and I was like, wait a second, did I say that right? But I did, and it makes sense. Um, not in order, not in order, except when Harry Met Sally is the quintessential supreme. Um, she said, keeping it strictly to rom-com with no other genre mixed in, her list is The Apartment, um, Emma, 2020, and Clueless. She just kind of put as one because same origin story. Um, Crazy Rich Asians, yeah. 10 Things I Hate About You, Easy A, there's a good Ooh, one, Emma I Stone like movie one. I forgot about, uh, Crazy Stupid Love, The Big Sick, Letters to Juliet, which I've never heard of, I'm not familiar with it. I've seen it, um, I saw it in theaters. Back is in the Check Yes Juliet by, uh, Unfortunately, is that song, no. the song in the movie? Definitely, for sure it is. Check Yes, yes um, Juliet, are you with me? Her next one is song. My Best Friend's Wedding. <laughs> yeah. Ah, there, there you go. Uh, Pretty Woman, Some Like It Hot. Yeah. Oh, Marilyn Monroe. With. It's in black and white. I'm pretty sure, Danny. No, that's why I'm unfamiliar with. <laughs> I haven't seen that uh, either. Yeah. The The Broken Heart Gallery, which Marilyn I think Monroe's is a Netflix original. Up. 
Um, Broken Heart Gallery is one she talked about a lot on the Mad About Movies. Never heard she loves that movie. Familiar. It's like new. It's like last year Netflix original, I think. Maybe it went to theaters. I don't remember, but it's like a brand new movie. Um, and Thirteen Going on Thirty. Oh, you know, I actually Gary. don't like that <laughs> one. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I don't remember it. I know I've seen it. I don't there's, remember it. There's, there's the thing about Thirteen Going on Thirty, which is it often occurs in like some rom coms, especially of that time, where like they have this one has too many of those scenes where like it's mm. painfully embarrassing. Something happens that's like really awful and like makes you so embarrassed for the main character that like mm. I get so uncomfortable and I cannot watch it. And like that is the entirety of the jokes of thirteen going on thirty is like this grown woman who does not get it for like the first half of the time that she's suddenly on this like thirty year old body and like I can't stand movies like that where I'm just like crawling in my skin. I'm so embarrassed for the main character. Um, I just, it's just not for me. <laughs> I just can't picture Mark Ruffalo as like the romantic lead. Like I think he's a great actor. Oh, I can. But there's he's, something he's like Mr. Sensitivity. But see, like, like I, I think he's a really good actor. He is like an indie darling, like so good in really small movies. Like take away the whole MCU thing. I just, there's something he does with his face that I'm always just like, are people really attracted to this guy? Like, the way he's just talking, and I don't know. I just can't buy him. He's a good looking guy. I think so. I'm sure he is. I just can't buy it. Okay. (laughs) This coming from from a heterosexual man, I think I have the upper hand in this. Of course. Your opinion about (laughs) these romantic leading men. So, like, my opinion as a straight white man is, like, the opinion opinion. that counts, so... When will... I mean, when will we get our turn? That's all I'm saying. This is the worst Preaching to the choir. (laughs) This is the worst worst bit. We are all on that side. It's going to get us in trouble one of these days. But thank you. Thank you very much for the email, Meg. I hope you get to feel better. Sorry about your... Sorry, you're a little under the Maybe way. try a little but nasal spray. It's been working wonders for me recently. Ellen, you, Ellen, you, a, you have addict. a problem. You have a problem, Ellen. We need. I did we actually. Ellen, we, we brought you here. Spray. We brought you here under the guise of talking about rom coms. We just need to talk to you about Flonase and your addiction to it, and it's unhealthy. I'm sorry. Have you noticed I've not been relax. sniffling this much tonight because I remembered to use nasal spray right before. <laughs> Uh, All right. Is there anything else we need to get to mention, pick apart, criticize before Um, we skedaddle and get out of here and I go to bed? No, I think I've been mean enough. Um, I know you guys want to get out of here. Um, But yeah, I just I do. I genuinely love rom-coms. Shout out to Megan Spell and our little virtual movie club. Every Tuesday night, we like watch movies together. And it's been nothing but rom-coms for, like, the past year and a half. It's just, like, mm-hmm. our favorite thing ever. Is that why you were late to recording is because you had the movie club thing? I wouldn't say late. I told you what time I was available, <laughs> and you said, yeah, that's fine. So <laughs> You said a little after 8, and you didn't get on till like, 8.35. Okay, you texted kidding. me at 8.30, and I said, cool, give me five 20? minutes. <laughs> I'm just to kidding. Make some tea. <laughs> you weren't late. You think I Megan's going to be mad that, like, because you're the guest judge on rom-coms episode, you're like more like 
you're Let me stop you right there. Megan's not going to be mad at me. Okay. <laughs> We're like best friends. <laughs> Let me stop you right there. Megan does not listen to the rankings, so she yeah, will not care. There's no way she matter. listens. Like, there is absolutely <laughs> no way. I don't listen either. I don't blame her. I'm just saying. Like, well, she's of not course we know don't listen. We, tell we her. just had this whole conversation. I'm not going to listen to I, this twice. Honestly... Ty, can I be 100% honest with you? By the time we get to Thursday morning, we'll not remember anything we said during the recording of this episode. I purge it from my brain as soon as I hit stop record. Yeah, same. Don't remember don't remember any of it. I could listen to it and be like, oh, this is a whole new episode. This show sucks. <laughs> oh, I remember the stuff we talk about. I, listen, I have crippling ADHD. It's not my fault. I get it. can't remember anything. I get it. Uh, all right, you guys ready to get out of here? Yeah. I'm so sleepy. I'm so ready for bed. I'm sorry. I'm pushing the end of this episode so quickly. I'm an old man. Um, thank you for listening to the rankings. Huge thank you to Ellen Beck. Listen to We Should Watch a Movie. This feels mm-hmm. weird, plugging my own plugging a podcast. I'll do it. Listen to um, We Should Watch a Movie. <laughs> if you liked this part where I got to hang out with the two of them, then come listen to that one because that's entirely what it is. It's these two dum-dums plus me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. Danny, no, it's the dumb it fits. <laughs> okay, calm down. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, we should watch the movie. Honestly, it's a blast. I uh, there was a time there, literally right after I first texted you, and it was like, "Hey, we should do a movie podcast." Where I was like, "Why the hell am I recommending we start another podcast?" But it's been very fun. I genuinely it's look like forward to it. My favorite part of the week. <laughs> Uh, I've been forced to watch a lot of movies that I otherwise would not have considered watching and enjoyed some of them. <laughs> I've enjoyed a lot Goal of them. I've, had to watch, I've watched a lot of movies that I otherwise wouldn't. So it's been it's been very good. Um, but we sh- we have a blast and we should watch movies. So if you like listening to us talk about movies for some reason, yeah, please check it out. It's all right. Okay. Uh, please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts follow us on twitter and instagram at rankings pod over at the double k in the middle uh join our discord it is free the link to it is in the description show of notes. this episode yeah. or the show notes of this episode it's in our social media bios um it's a shared rankings and we should watch a movie uh discord so ellen's on there you can yell at her about takes that you have uh about princess bride if you want like who cares you can Talk to Ellen about whatever. Yell at me or just, you know, talk to me. No. Nope. <laughs> we're not really about, like, fostering friendships. We're about, like, fostering animosity. You know? I don't know. Really kind of over on, over on you know, the We Should Watch Movie side of the Discord, everyone has been really nice to me because they like my mm. recasts and the Muppet recast, and it's been really, really fun. <laughs> it's so weird. It's, like, two Discords in one. The We Should Watch Movie is, like, very nice and, like, supportive of Ellen, and the rankings one is just, like here's my list you idiots you miss so many so it's very funny like two different discords in one but uh all right we will be back with a new episode next week until then i believe in communism rom communism that is rom communism is the belief that everything's going to work out in the end bye everybody see you <laughs>